Hey guys, welcome back to Bold and Beautiful Movie Talks, the podcast where Andrew and I talk about movies in either a bold nor beautiful fashion. Andrew, you want to let our delicious audience know what movie we are reviewing today? Today we're serving up a plate <laughs> of the Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh yeah. With Shia LaBeouf. Love the enthusiasm. 2019. Yeah. That's all you need to know about it. Mm-hmm. Andrew, why don't you uh, roll them down into roll. a nice meadow of... Intro music. Do you mean win? <laughs> Alright there, Drew, why don't you lance gently into uh, the young synopsis for this movie? So, this movie focuses on Zach. Zach has Down syndrome, and he lives in a nursing home with older people because uh, his family abandoned him. Yeah. And. His biggest dream is to become a wrestler, so he escapes, and in doing so, he runs into Shia LaBeouf, which is Tyler, who's on the run from people that are killing it, trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. And Tyler vows to help Zach get to the wrestling school where the saltwater rednecks at. Because it's on his way to, he's trying to get to Florida. This Florida. is in like mm-hmm. some kind of swamp, kind of yeah. state. And then they form an inseparable bond and become what's needed for each other's lives. So. Yep. Pretty much. And then the third character Dakota Johnson Dakota Johnson is um, Zach's main caretaker and so most of the movie she's trying to look for him once he escapes and then when she finds them um, she, she kind of decides to kind of go on this journey because she sees how much it means to Zach. Also know. Zach through her car key. Their, her car keys in the water so she had no other well, she could have called someone. Yeah, she, AAA. Yeah. Right. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, um, first of all, the title. How do you think it fits? Um. So I guess so, we should we should explain that Peter yeah. Butter Falcon is the wrestler name that Zach kind of gives himself when he's out with a uh, with Shia LaBeouf's character Tyler. So that's if you, if you guys are wondering, that's yeah. his kind of stage name for uh, his wrestler. Yeah, and I learned through an article that I read that Zach was the one who came up with the name mm-hmm. when they're doing test footage. Uh, it works. I mean, it's his, it's his wrestling name, and I don't know. I guess other than it just being his wrestling name, I don't know how else it would play into the movie. Yeah, I was kind of curious if there's like a symbol behind it. Just other than the like fact that Indian. they like he likes eating peanut butter, and uh, at first his name was the Falcon, and then he adds peanut butter because oh, yeah. he uses peanut butter as war paint, so he kind of yeah. combines the two. They have this kind of powwow moment. Yeah. When they're uh, running around a fire, mm-hmm. and Shia or Tyler is trying to get him more like motivated, like what's yeah. Going, he what starts doubting do? himself. So he's helping him to become the wrestler that he wants to be by yeah. envisioning it so and they put peanut butter on his face because that's the only thing it's that like Shia LaBeouf could afford so, <laughs> to get them to eat on the trip so but yeah I guess it works so it's fine. I mean, what do you think yeah no, I agree I don't really complain or I don't really have any complaints with it um it's what it is man straightforward you know it's alright so the actors, we all know them. Kind of want to go into some of their main stuff. Oh, you didn't go into what? 
What? Say it. You didn't go Say into it. what. You didn't Say go into it. what you what rating would give it because we need it. We can do that now. All right, let's do it now, man. So real quick, one out of ten. Um, I would give it a seven. Yes, I mean I thought it was. I well, that's not a C. I mean, I like you said, one yeah. out of ten. Yeah, I keep giving it. Yeah. Cause that's, if you, that's the oldest. Okay. Gotta stop bringing up the past. Our new skill is one out of ten. Ten being hundred percent. Seven not being seventy-five. Seven just being above average, right? Or else five would be an F, but five is like average. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Uh, what would you give it? I would agree. I think seven's spot on. I think seven is great. I think it's like. I mean, there's it lacked, and it had enough heart for you to feel something, and for you to like root for the characters. So like, I think that's. It does its job and it does it kind of well, you know. Boom. All right, let's talk about actors, man. So, Shia Dakota and, uh, what is the the kid's name? Uh, actually, the kid's name is Zach, too. Oh, sorry, you said Zach already. Okay, so Zach. Well, the kid's name, the kid's name in the movie is Zach, but his actor, like, his real name is Zach. Gotcha. So, I know Shia from, like, Holes. That was the biggest thing I kind of knew him from growing up, and even Stevens. But, obviously, he's been in more serious Transformers. Right, that was a huge one for him. Um, he's done some indie stuff, but, you know, nothing that's kind of gotten live. Borg versus McEnro. The, the, he did the tennis movie. Fury? He was in Fury. Oh, that's right. He was dope in Fury. Yeah. iRobot. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And cool, then. then uh, Dakota Johnson is Miss Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Which is Wyatt. really sad because, like, I've never seen those movies and I don't plan on it. But she well, was so pretty, she and she was, was so, like, she, elegant. She was for a short time in Social Network. She slept with uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, only no one, only anyone would be like, hey, it's the girl from Social Network. Yeah. Well, I mean, she played a small part. Right. But. So, I think, like, this is this role's perfect for her. She, you know? I mean, she's, she's just, like, perceived as a super sweet girl, and... Totally looks great on her, like it's you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like she doesn't just have this huge like, hey, it's a Fifty Shades girl. I think like the, these kind of roles are perfect for her, you know. I think this is something really nice to be known by. So I hope she does more stuff like this. And then, uh, uh, this Zach, is for Zach's Zach product. Got skin. Product. Yeah, he's done short films. So I, mm-hmm. I read an article in the directors. Um, the directors work with him or knew him through another short film, and then. Zach told them and said, you know what, why don't we, I want to be a movie star. He goes, mm-hmm. why don't we do a movie and I'll star in it. And he was like, the directors weren't sure because they don't know how like the movie would, mm-hmm. would do and stuff like that. And then Zach was like, well, like, we I'll Shia be there left. for you. Like, yeah, we need Shia. Like, <laughs> Shia didn't even read the script from what I, what the article said. Shia saw the test footage and from the test uh. footage, he decided that he wanted to do it and he was going to another country for a couple of weeks and he just said well you know what I'm gonna let's do it and he didn't really um yeah so he he I'm sorry I was looking at the other actors he didn't really have to think about it he knew he wanted to do it and they know they wanted him in it uh, there's some other actors John Birthnall. He's the one who played uh, Sandman in Spider-Man. 
Oh no, that one is that the one? one. You know what he? That's the only one I know him. Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church Letter. played Sandman Easy. in Spider Man. Uh-huh. He's done other things with Bruce Dern. He's the older guy. That's his. That's Zach's roommate at the nursing home. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's been in Hateful Eight, Nebraska. Yeah, he's he's only in there for like five minutes of like screen time. Yeah. If and, uh, well, I was saying John Bernthal mm-hmm. is from The Walking Dead. And Wolf of Wall Street, the accountant, he's also in Fury. He's also the Punisher. The Punisher. Oh, that that's right. Punisher I love him. He's Netflix. super cool. Yeah, he's good. And then there's yeah, he plays his older brother. Yeah, he plays Charlie Buff's older brother. Who he's passed not away. in the movie, but he's in the flashbacks. So he's in the movie. Well, he is in the movie. Well, he's not <laughs> in the movie a lot. Right. I um, and then there's Yellow Wolf. Yeah, he's a music a, artist. Which is a, he's a rapper. And then I found out Jake Roberts and Mick Foley, which they're both in this movie, I think. Oh, Mick Foley. Well, they're, yeah. I think the the one guy that um, Zach, Re- Zach Russell's in the movie, he, um, oh, okay. he's, they're, they're, he's a pro, re- he's an actual pro wrestler. Which oh, I that's know. cool. Jake Roberts, yeah. Right, so in, he's, in the story... He's called Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay, yeah. Adam, okay, yeah. So, so so in the movie, Zach eventually wrestles someone, um, and then that person actually turns out to be a, a former real wrestler. So that's pretty cool. All right, so uh, what's, your, what's your best scene, or what's your favorite scene? How do you think the actors did, though? You think they did pretty well? Yeah, I think they did fine. I don't really have any complaints for them. I think um, Zach did really well with carrying the film. I yeah, he was reliable. He um, he didn't make you feel awkward. He didn't you know make you feel uncomfortable. He just made you cheer for him the whole time. So that was cool. Okay, so f- for me, um, I mean it's very easy to to feel something for Zach, and then as far as Shia LaBeouf, he's. He's a very likable character, right? Because even though he's somewhat of an antagonist, you know, he kind of, like, sets all their gear and stuff on fire. Um, that's yeah. why these guys have a hit on him, because he sets these bully kind of guys, all their stuff on fire after they, like, jump up and stuff. I think they're... Yeah. They're fishing or yeah. crab or yeah, something Yeah, some like fishing that. gear that's going to, like, set them back, like, a season or something so like he, that. So he lit all their gear on fire, and they're, they're looking for him to kill him because he did that that's what I said with the, the fishing gear you <laughs> you're right uh, you're right <laughs> okay uh, so yeah so he has and then those guys become a problem later and stuff um, as they try and look for him which is kind of funny I feel like well they, they, they try to look for him and they out. continuously try to look for him throughout the film right they look, try to look for Shia or Tyler throughout the film even towards the end you too, but I don't, yeah. I, don't. I basically said that. What? I basically said that. Ah. I'm trying to finish what you're saying. Okay. I'm just reiterating. <laughs> Alright, just keep going. In my own words. <laughs> Whatever Jeremy was saying didn't matter because I said it again. Exactly. Choose who you <laughs> want to listen to. We both said the same thing. Um, so yeah, and then Johnson's character, um, I like her, and obviously, Dakota. you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just very heartfelt, and she's very yeah, sweet. And stuff. Eleanor Rigby. 
I don't know the next part. No, it's going to be But yeah. yeah. So as far as feeling something, you definitely do. It's definitely a heart, heartfelt story, you know. Um, I mean, I looked it up and people with Down syndrome don't live very long. They live up to around like 60 years old. So for him wanting to get out of the nursing home with the old people uh, and like live his life it makes even more sense because he wants to achieve his dream. Like he's younger than them, you know, and he might not have that long, which I don't think he has the mentality that he doesn't have that long. Right. It's, it's just like, he just wants to get out and do something. So he watches right. that VH t- tape of the saltwater net redneck or yeah, wrestler guy. Uh, on there and he wants to pursue he wants to do something you know yeah. like you know so he lubes himself up his uh his roommate gets the bars and turns them and gets See, them you out don't even, they don't even know what we're talking about <laughs> in the nursing home to, to stage his escape they have these iron bars because Zach is known to try and escape so they put up these bars outside the window outside of his window of his room the old guy uses this some technique to pry the bars open just enough for Zach to lube himself up and then slip out. Right? And then he runs off and he escapes. And then that's when he finds Shia. This is all in the, the very beginning of the movie. Um, but yeah. So as far as feelings wise, it's pretty straightforward. That's what I said. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, you, you feel there's a lot of, it's very humorous between the, yeah that's the, what's nice the, about it you know the selling point really is the relationship between uh, Tyler and Shia right. and and Zach and the fact that uh, Shia LaBeouf doesn't treat him like a kid with Down syndrome he's right. like he's like I have Down syndrome he's like that's good don't you know yeah don't don't uh, hold me back don't you know don't slow yeah, me down yeah. what's number one rule to party yeah. <laughs> he says that uh, I was dying when he when Zach said that, but it's just like a a humorous. I think the a lot of comments say it's like a Mark Twain. Type, yeah, it sounds type like a well. It's it. very. I thought it was gonna turn a diff around because what is the um, of mice and men? It starts. It kind of has that kind of vibe where it seems like Zach may be a threat, but then quickly. It develops. That he's kind of just a sweetheart, in in, in total, you know. Whereas in Of Mice and Men, he's harmless, the main guy. I don't know if you know the story. But, mm. okay, well, anyways. It's, it's very much like that kind of tale. So, it de- definitely pays homage to that style of writing, that style of literature. Hmm. Alright, you ready? What am I ready for, Jeremy? Best scene, dog. I don't know. I don't know. Alright, I'll go first. You, Take you, already, you already have it. I already have it, man. You you jumped to the pest scene earlier. We didn't even. I was. That's right. I was just. I've been ready. You know how I love the. It's like telling me like you do like two seconds of the music. I'm like okay, the next one. Yeah, (laughs) basically. I know how you feel now. (laughs) So so for me, I think I think the best scene for me is is um it's a tricky one. It's basically when Zach's wrestling. um, Oh, he wrestles. Yeah. Well, I yeah we restated. He he wrestles the the former, real life. Professional wrestler. Yeah, Jake right? Snake Roberts. Right. Um, so when he's wrestling him... Plus 30 years. Right. Yeah. So he throws... He does this in the movie. They know they have this move that's you known like to that be this scene? fake move. That yeah. seems cheesy. You don't that's why cheesy. I like it. It's because it's necessary. It's cheesy, though. It's necessary. 
I'm fine with cheesy I'm as long as sure it's, it's necessary. Okay, finish. Talk, tell them about this because right? I'm not. I'm so, so Zach throws up the guy, this huge guy, over the ropes. Can't Everyone's like, oh, this is an impossible scene. And it's very dramatic. He's throwing him up super high, super far. He's both arms. Right. Him. So it's, I love it because, one, it was talked about, so it's like foreshadowing. So you hope it happens, especially when Zach's hero, um, the saltwater redneck, huh. Um, he says, hey, no, like, no, he, he asks Zach if there's a move that he wants to learn, and then he responds, I want to see that, whatever it's called, the overhead throw, you know, it has some name, and then he goes, no, Zach, like, that was just, that was just, like, a, that, that was, was fake, fake. like, was we had, fake. like, three guys, right. and something, and so you can see Zach's face, like, like, oh, I can show you some other stuff, right, but. so, so, Zach was like, oh, like, you could just see on his face, he's like, oh, that was the move I was looking forward to, now I can't learn it, because it's fake, so he ends up performing that. That a trick, which that's kind of just like that full circle. Like I'm so glad he got that satisfaction, especially in front of a little crowd. Well, I can't really see the movie not having him do the scene. If we're looking, if we're looking for an uplifting movie, what happens is that I don't think he would have been satisfied if he didn't do something like that. Well, I think I think the audience could, if the scene wasn't in there, I can picture the audience saying, "I wish he would have done something like this." I think it's a scene that. Whether or not it was cheesy or not, which it wasn't it was. made to seem like it wasn't. They really said, hey, this is going to be a cheesy scene, but it's necessary. You want it to be in here. We want it to be in here. We're going to make it as cheesy as possible, right? Not as cheesy as Blinded by the Light, the Bruce Springsteen movie that oh. just came out. Yeah, anyways, I'm not watching that. Yeah, it's actually You're not going to hear that podcast. But yeah, so that's my favorite scene because it, it was cheesy, which you know I'm super picky on. But it was necessary and it worked because we just needed to see it happen. What's your uh, what's the best scene for you? You know what I always I'm always like the tearjerker scenes, like the scenes that you know. Jerk baby. <laughs> I just like to cry. You're sensitive. Time. I just like, hey. You're a nice, sensitive whatever. human being. There you go. <laughs> best scene. Um. It would be Bessie. I'm thinking. I, I mean, if I had you to think of one, if I, I wasn't thinking. I was yeah. responding. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Should just let me go on a rant. You know what, Jeremy? Next time we go in to see uh, How to Train Your Dragon, and you start crying, I'm gonna stop and mention that. All right, you do that. Um, I'll probably know my best scene though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best scene is the scene where they're on the raft, and I think Zach's being optimistic and telling Shia that they're actually not saying much. They're just like patting each other in the back and then Zach puts his shoulder over Shia. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a, like a brotherhood. It's like midway in the movie. Yeah, like a brotherhood. I forget what's happening. They're on some type of raft going somewhere. It's a really big moment for them though. Like they've already developed a relationship and now they solidify because Shia kind of sees his older brother in Zach now, right? He's having those flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Right. So what we did, I don't think we've mentioned, um, is that Shia LaBeouf or Tyler's older brother died in, when Shia fell asleep. At the wheel. At the wheel, and they're both in the car. Right. So he feels bad for that. So I think seeing Zach as his brother, he feels partially responsible for right. Zach and wants to make up for what happened with his brother totally. and, and everything like that. 
so the, that kind of like um, bromance I don't know if yeah. it would be that scene it's not that the, but it's not bromance because like uh-huh so it's not that but yeah uh, it's a brotherhood yeah the brotherhood yeah, no between them too I really like that scene and then the shots with the sun on that yeah it looked cool just like I think it was sunset and everything it kind of made it all in one well in general the shot locations were really nice just these really nice swamp looking areas I don't know if swamp's the right word but yeah they're, they're super pretty sense. swamps swamp doesn't have to be like over swamp you know but that was super nice Alright, let's talk directors, Drew. Alright, so the two directors are Tyler Nielsen and Michael Schwartz. Uh, Schwartz. Schwartz. Um, they are not known, but they're close friends in an article. They say we like to make stuff, so they, they're really happy about making stuff. You know, really, I don't know, I was going to ask you about this film, kind of deviating a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like this might get nominated for something. Just because on how it is. I don't know. I just have a feeling. Uh, it wouldn't be I for mean, best film. I don't know if it would be best film. Maybe like... Uh, Zach wouldn't get best actor. Shia might best get best supporting original, actor. Maybe best original screenplay. Because they both... They actually both oh, wrote maybe. it. Oh, maybe. They both wrote it too. Maybe. So, I don't know. I just I just have a good feeling about it. I don't know. It's a really... I would like to see really it. It's a really heartwarming just, film. Right. And Depends on what it's going up against. And I actually thought it was going to be... I didn't really know much to expect. I don't know if we really yeah, got into that. I thought it was going to be more cheesy than it was. More cheesy? But um, I know Shia LaBeouf is a good actor, though, so he's good at not he, making it cheesy. So I just he, wasn't sure maybe the script would suck, but it seemed pretty good. He, uh, Shia was very happy to work with Zach and Dakota and we all. So, yeah, the directors worked on a short called The Mock Diaries, but that's about it. Um, and I mentioned they found Zach when he was working on a short film. Uh-huh. Um, So, yeah, even though they haven't really done much, I think they did a pretty good job with this movie, with what they were given, so... Um, yeah, especially since they were they're somewhat newbies, and this is their big, like, their first big film with star actors. Yeah, I think it, it went really well. I was, totally. and I guess they didn't really want to do the film at first, because the director, one of the directors was saying they're not sure of a film that had the main lead as a Down Syndrome, but I was mm-hmm. like, Rain Man... Have you, like... Well, I think the... I am dif- Sam... Like, the difference I guess, is they're actors playing oh, yeah. Down Syndrome or whatever. And then also it's... I think there's more, like, drama in those films. So there's more right. acting needed. Right. Which it's, might be why Zach doing this part made it make sense. Like, yeah. it made it easier for him. And yeah, for the writer. Yeah. So and then I guess the biggest thing tagline is that like their producers a little Miss Sunshine mm. did this film as well, which I looked it up and I was trying to compare, but there's just so many producers. Mm-hmm. So there's like a couple of them did Little Miss Sunshine. Did you like that movie? Um, I saw it when I was younger. I have to watch it again. Oh okay, I liked it, but the only reason I liked it is because the guy's colorblind, <laughs> and. I'm little do you yeah, little do you know, and I'm colorblind, so the fact he took a vow of silence so that he can join like the Air Force Academy or something. He was he was gonna join the service. He's taken a vow of silence till he joined the service, and then he found he's he wanted to be a pilot. And once he's colorblind, then he can't be a pilot. So I actually wrote a screenplay because of that. But what did you? How did you think that the uh, the directors did? Uh, it felt fine. It felt well paced. I just wish every movie was longer, honestly. Um, 
Well, it was one hour and 30. Actually, it was shorter than most films. Yeah. So well, it was an hour and 37 Honestly, minutes. Honestly, hour and a half is pretty popular now, which I'm not happy about. But well, like Most people are not happy that films are longer than two I hours. Know. I mean, Avengers is like over three yeah. hours. But that's just like nonstop. Like, yes. Oh, there's right. like the fans will pay for three hours. Totally. But I still think like my little $7 cheap AMC Tuesday tickets are worth it's more than an hour six dollars, then it's okay. gonna be seven dollars. Then it's gonna be. Anyway, they keep raising. Yeah. But you you still think that your seven dollar AMC ones? I'm just I think my little seven dollar. I'm just kind of sarcastic, but my seven dollar oh, okay. AMC ticket deserves more than an hour and a half of a movie that costs millions of dollars to make. Oh. But our seven dollar tickets add up to. I think the more length was pretty long. Even. Do you think the length was pretty well in here? Do you think they should have done it? It was fine. I, I just always want longer. I think it's fine. I don't think it was like, I need this. It was a good short-ish story. You know. What? I mean... I mean, I think it got to the point, and I'm glad it didn't go ways that it could have gone. It could have taken a negative light uh, in a lot of ways. Totally. I mean, when you and have it a... Didn't. I think when you have the main character who's actually a Down Syndrome boy, I think you can easily just feel into a depressed state. I think they can easily have made that kind of film. But since, as you said, they centered it around the brotherhood between him and Shia, it keeps it, you know, pretty heartwarming the entire time. You don't really fall into this depression state. It's more like, oh, these sad statements are made. That sucks. Instantly it's turned around, you know. So... It addresses the fact that, yeah, he's going through issues and that there are problems and it does affect him, but it's quick to, like, hey, who cares? You know, like, it's quick to, like, turn it around and focus on the good sides and stuff like that. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's good to focus on the positives, is what you're... Unless you're trying to make a depressing film and it's actually really good. Like, I, don't, uh, I, like, I don't mind depressing films. I don't either. I just... I just love a good performance, you know? Yeah, and I think they all did really good. And it wasn't depressing, so. It yeah. was. It was sort of. Win win. I didn't think it was going to be funny. Win win win. Win win win. Office dudes, uh. Oh, okay. He wants to. I, I know, I, you know, the one time you mentioned an office reference that I. I know. I've only seen it nine times. Isn't that funny? Um. Yeah, I, I think they. And then they also were saying that I think when you have a, a good cast and, um, and they work well together. It makes directing a film a lot easier for you. Yeah, it makes sense so, to me. I mean, if you have bad actors, you're trying to get a lot of stuff out of them. That can maybe be seen on camera. You can see a performance is kind of exhausted or, you know. But sometimes that's also what actors need. So I think it's the director's job to be able to say, hey, the scene isn't working. Why is that? How do I get it here? I think when you have a natural chemistry like this cast did... You're right, there is a lot less work for them to do, right? Cool. Alright, so can I talk about music real quick? Yes, you can. Okay, so there's like four composers. They're all like, they've all oh, done... Four? Yeah. They've all like done stuff, and I'm just not honestly... I didn't as notice far as the I, music at all. See, I but I did, and that's why I don't like it, is because you have this cheesy music that really sets the scene clearly, right? It's like... That's it. It's in North Carolina. Like, you hear this swamp kind of style music. It's, it's, it's too... 
it fits it too spot on. It's too basic. It's too basic. It sounds like they kind of took out an Apple GarageBand We're not concept Starbucks loop and just copy paste into the score, you know. Um, I was almost mad when Shia LaBeouf was working in like his little shop in the first like four minutes. We hear this, this boom, yeah. Like, it just sounds like boots are like stomping on the gravel and the claps are like sailors clapping. Like maybe, it just maybe I didn't pay like, attention so much to the music because I didn't like it. But then hold on. But then that music turns out to be playing off of Shia LaBeouf's phone. So I was like, oh, that's how they got out of it. I didn't notice that scene. Right. I was like, are they really like composing this? Because it sounds like crap. Exactly. See, that's why. And then, so did, yeah. and then it was like from his phone or like he, like you said, the stereo. Right. Yeah, something like that. So I, I was like, I was hoping, I was like, okay, this is bad. And then they kind of, okay, they justified it. But it, there's not much to talk to, man. It's the so themes. It are, wasn't, there weren't no themes, themes. No, um, it wasn't, there wasn't any like, um, like actual songs, really. It was. Well, no, there's so lyrics and stuff, and um, there's songs in it. They have like a full on soundtrack where there's like song songs. Um, I don't remember anything from the music, so I mean, it's just, it's just not memorable. something that might mean if if it's not memorable, right? Yeah, yeah. well, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope. All right, so real quick, let's kind of go over the ending, then we'll kind of sum it up. So, uh, do you want to explain the ending? You want me to? Everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just one person dies. No, uh, you can. Get- you can spend the ending if you want. Okay, so real quick, the ending. So we mentioned earlier, Zach is wrestling in this wrestling match. That's basically where the end starts kind of occurring. So then the guys we mentioned earlier, again, it's a spoiler alerts, of course. We're at um, the ending, hopefully. Uh, but you can watch it. Um, obviously watch it before, hopefully, and then listen to this. Um, so yeah, so as he's wrestling, the guys that we mentioned before who are hunting Shia LaBeouf's character, Tyler, they catch up with him again. Um, they, they also did it earlier, but those false alarm, basically, long story short. So now, fast forward, they find him, and then the whole th- uh, Zach throwing the big wrestler guy. During that slow motion montage, the guys are, have a, this guy's like a crowbar looking flat iron kind of thing, and just slams it into Shia's head. And then, um, this is where it's a real pivotal... Uh, moment because it looks it it makes you think that Shia LaBeouf's character is dead which at this point you're like you're kidding me and then and they even do the thing where the doctor comes out and I know there, and then Dakota and then she starts, starts crying right and like so they fake you out thinking he's dead see I hate that stuff you hate when they fake you I hate when they fake you I thought it was okay but I mean because they like could have done it in a different fake. way they didn't need that scene how else could they have done it not using that scene <laughs> Just have him drive off. We find out Shia's better. Um, I mean, he got knocked in the head, so... Yeah, he's all bandaged up and stuff, but, like, basically happy ending. It was just, okay, if he died, that would have made sense, but it would have been unsatisfying. It would have left a bad taste in your mouth, but we would have gotten it. How would you feel if he died? Just as that. You wouldn't have liked it. It would have left a bad taste in my mouth, but I would have got it. But it also would have been, like, you did all of this and he died. Right, but he also saw Zack... Live this dream. So if he died, he finished it finished the mission. It would make sense. Right. He already kind of. Meanwhile, Tyler Buff and and then Dakota Johnson's character they have this little 
I love you, you don't love me thing, and they kind of oh, finally find this next We never talked spot. about this. They have a little bit, like, back and forth. Like, yeah. he likes her, so when he first... Messiah, he chases her. When he first sees her, he's like, oh, who are you? Yeah, and, and she's goes, like, no, no thanks, no thanks, no thanks, no thanks. And then they find their, they find their time together. And then she gives in, because she doesn't want to work in a nursing home all her life. She wants to live, and then be Mrs. Christian Grey or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> also, is it the same universe? Yeah, that's when she mission after that she breaks up with Shy and then meets him. Okay. Because she doesn't want a redneck anymore. This is funny. (laughs) 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 Anyways, but so they their with their whole thing in this film is that they um, Shy wants to go to Florida, right? We mentioned that Mm -hmm. Shy wants to go to Florida. Florida. Um, and what we didn't also mention is in this movie, which brings a lot of like emotions mm-hmm. is the um when they do flashbacks they do a lot of flashbacks right mostly just for Shia and his brother him and his brother what did we, we mentioned did that? he do one with his dad if I remember correctly he did one with his dad I don't remember that I'm not sure maybe I'm thinking of a different movie I don't know watch that that's holes dig it up uh, uh, okay. two suits two tokens in the hand I got okay I'm bringing it proud of you I know the whole thing the whole rap Deep the whole rap at the end the deep trap. Okay, so ending it's a happy ending. It could have been a sad ending, so that was satisfying. It was creative how they did it. I just wish they didn't fake us in that dumb tiny two second scene. You know what I'm saying? The fake was interesting. It was. I just wish they could have You want them to be direct and not try to make All they would have had to say is Because at that point everybody's like, huh. He's that's fine. And then you just go right into the car drive. Without him there, visible. No, and then they peek over and he's laying down. So, so in the car when they're going to Florida, you still think that Shy is dead, right? Until like she pats him and wakes him up in the back seat, and he has like these bandages. Yeah, because he was laying down, so he he was was out of the cameras. So she's driving, and then Zach's there. So they're all going to Florida, and that's a funky little family. But they're they're getting there, and they're riding off in the sunset, right? Which is cool, but I but I think it's it's cool, but also it's not too cheesy because I because it's why is it not too cheesy for you like because you usually don't like cheesy right um well it's a happy ending and there's a creative way to get there creative way to get there it's okay. not like you see the rest of their lives turn out it's like hey we have the whole rest of our lives now who knows what's gonna happen I like that so yeah that's cool I mean I thought it was really I I, I thought it was a pretty good movie yeah I didn't think it was gonna be good um, I think it stays at a 7 for me. It's a good 7. It's a solid 7. It's a so- solid There you go. Seven. It's a solid 7. Um, yeah, I wouldn't raise it anymore. I forgot what... I kind of want to go through all of ours in our podcast, which I already have, and like c- compare the number. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. And see if... And see if the number, like... See what I gave what. Right. Put them in order. Yeah. Far From Home well, I, 1. Far From Home was Spider-Man. Yeah. Some people, like, I was talking to a friend, anyways, I was, there. I was talking to a friend about the movie, and he was like, you didn't like it. Listen to my podcast, and I sent him the podcast. Did you? Yeah, he didn't, I don't think he listened to That's it. That's okay, but, yeah, put it out there. That's right. But yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon, okay, so Jeremy, if you're a wrestler, what would your wrestling name be? Um. The big, big J. No, that's not. It'd be a J. Remy. J. Remy. Yeah. What, like, 
Oh, because Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> J-A-Y-R-E-M-Y. Uh, I'm thinking of what my name is. Something with a wolf. All right, guys. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> while, while we wait. So we'll tune in. While he thinks about it, I'm going to close um, this. <laughs> Wolverine. I don't know. It's kind of a. Because you would have to have a theme with what you, what you do. Like everybody has a theme. So you're, you're saying you're Jeremy. My theme is me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like on Talladega Nights, he doesn't need any sponsors. He's got himself. Right. But at the end, yeah. Blazing Wolf. I don't know. I can't really think. Now I'm thinking of soccer team names. I can't even. Why did I even ask this question? <laughs> I don't know why you asked it when you weren't ready to give an answer. That's, I that's what cool. I know. We like to hear what your wrestling name is. You know? Did you ever watch WWE? We never talked about this. I like, did. Uh, I did. Uh-huh. I was a pretty big fan. Oh, really? Finding out it was fake was uh, pretty, very troublesome. Yeah. Santa too, huh? No, I kind of figured. He's still real. He's still real. I, I see him every year, so... Uh. But, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, we'll let you know that they got a 90% on... 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's still in theaters. So go, go see go, it. Go see it. It's a very, And then finish the podcast for however fam- when you stopped. It's, it's a family-friendly film. They stopped halfway through when we started. It is. Reading. My mom and my younger brother saw it, and they all enjoyed it. So, family-friendly, as you said. No nudity. No. No... Coitus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, full beautiful movie talks, Instagram, that kind of stuff. Guess what to follow us, get a hold of us. Um, thank you for listening to on the Anchor app. I know Anchor app is pretty good. That's definitely like our ninety percent more of our of our listeners are oh, listening really? to on the Anchor app. Some on Spotify, some on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, and then some on like I think Stitcher is like another one. I don't know. Or Stitcher, I don't know what that is. But it's like hey, thanks for listening. Thanks, thank you, you Stitcher person. Oh, also, our fan base is a. Uh, Mostly in, in the States, but we also have some fans in the Philippines, right? Yeah. Less than 5%. To our Philippine fans. Right? Wish I could say something, but, you know, I'll make you some taron. Okay. Uh, you know what that is. Uh, all right. Well, Andrew, hit us with the, with the dagger. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now.